That was not a, a nice sip of whatever. I don't think I made good coffee just now. I don't, I don't think it's very good. Mm. You can drink coffee outside of the morning in the p.m. and be fine. If I have a long day, I need to. So I, I try to just have one cup a day in the morning. But if I've got like a really long day, then I need another cup um, to get through the rest of it. And today I do. So. Okay. Um, is it nice to be back in the studio? I love it. I try to make a point to come back now. Um, I'm guessing it's like a good respite to get out of the office and you can look at me and I can look at you and... Yeah, I want to see your face, that's all. Hello. I just want to see your lovely face. Mm. Look at that. Mm. Look. Um, I have three things that I want to get to. Sorry, no podcast. Oh, I can start with that. No podcast yesterday and today. Uh, sorry, Monday and Tuesday, I had what I like to call a meltdown. Did you? Remember in... um. Remember in, uh, I always have to, let me go back, let me trace my Marvel stuff back. <laughs> we could talk about the Spider-Man trailer if you want. I haven't seen it. Okay. Damn it. Um, Everyone is like, and we'll talk about Taylor Swift. There's all this Taylor drama. Of course there is. I just want Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to stop lying to us. <laughs> Why did they lie to We're us? We're not in the movie. We're not oh, the- that's right. That's going to be this movie. They, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they will be. They weren't in the trailer, but uh, some people think there's editing being done and, and we'll see whatever um but, but, but what's the movie oh okay so when uh when bruce can't do his hulk thing <laughs> he's like he won't let me yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know he won't come out no yes <laughs> so right I, like i said i could take everything back to an mcu quote and and <laughs> beginning on friday or so I'm sort of having a thing. Yeah. That's not a thing. That's a thing. Mm. So I was sort of having a thing. And I, I tried to narrow it down to, and I don't want to take up too much time doing this. I have two points. For people that don't see anything on social, good for you for not reading social stuff. Stay the hell off of it. Um, the secret is, I don't know what causes the stuff, and I don't know what gets me out of it. All I know is it goes away as quickly as it hits. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the answers to, like, people always ask, well, what is it? What causes? I have, I have no fucking idea. If I had to, if I had to guess. So the parade was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't like parades. <laughs> or people. <laughs> people I'm okay with. Parades I don't like. Mm. We got we got there two hours early before it started because we were in the front of the line. Mm. So we, I just sat there for two hours. And then Ooh, you don't like that. Driving slowly through hundreds, if not thousands of people. Like if I had to put my finger on something, I was probably in a mood and that just that just pushed me off the cliff. So then me and Sonny should have came is what you're saying, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> there were a lot of people... Like everybody, it's waving. Oh God! Uh, oh God! And if I if I would have had if I would had a penny, I'll go with a penny. If I would had a penny or a piece of candy corn for every <laughs> Carhartt hat. I oh my saw, God! Oh, black, white, no, man, no, woman, no, old, no. young. No, and flannels. I'm sure. Uh, it was more Carhartt I hats. Judge. I wear flannels. Like it, it, it spans people's fashion. Mm-mm. And. You all look the same. I don't know if it's like, if it's a cult, if like you put the hat on and then it twists your brain, but there were so many of them. Mm. And I think being a part of that is what 
set me sideways. And you know, I feel like it's that you're gonna get questions, and people who've experienced this will get questions on like, well, why is it happening? Why don't you just do something to make it better mm. until those people have gone through it? Like there's literally sometimes these things come on for not a f- no reason at all. And you don't actually understand until you've gone through it. Like you don't you just don't. You don't. You know, the ch- you know, the boxes. Yeah. Um, cut out the alcohol. Stay away from negative influences and people. Um, what are the other common ones? It's mostly those are the two big ones, right? Yeah. Because we all have like stressful work environments and it's easy to get down. But like, I, I'm good with those. That's why it's just like a, it's getting cold cock with this stuff. Mm. Um, and to the other side of this, and it like not being able to give you answers why or how, it's um, I can say it here rather because if I say it on Facebook, people will get upset and, and they'll miss the inflection. But I am never going to call you or talk to you. Not you, but <laughs> I mean, but you too. Correct. But. I, I, I do know the best way for me to get out of it is to just let it fester and yeah. and work through it. Callings, like I had a guy who I had a back and forth with last week on Facebook, nice guy, like sent me something today and like you can call me, here's my number, Aww. you can go have coffee. And like it's very kind, but like I don't know about everybody else who deals with that stuff. It don't work for me. Like, I don't yeah. want to talk to you. I appreciate the offer, but I'm never going to do it because it doesn't help. I don't call my dad. I think that there's some people that think that there's a solution to it. So they like there must be a solution. Like, let me show you that I care about you. Because sometimes for some people, that's the solution. And for others, it's like, don't don't bother me and don't be offended that I don't want you to bother me. Like, that's me sometimes. I'm like, I'm not going to answer and I need you not to be mad at me about it, you know, and and we can move on. Um, so I think that, yeah, you, that's just how you are. You're just uh, listen, I'm all right. You know, you'll send hi and then bye and then that's it. And that's the, and that's a lot. You know what I mean? That's like, thank you. That's all I needed because I missed my friend. I responded to one person and that was Dana. Well, that's because you have to. I don't have to. But <laughs> as I suspected, uh, both Josh and and Dana came in here and confronted me in a friendly way. She was going to send Josh to my house and like. Like, you don't want to back somebody into a corner in Mm -hmm. any situation, and that's Mm -hmm. backing me into a corner. So that's why I responded to her, like, thumbs up or whatever the hell I sent, so she could just let me go and have my sick days. And it's wild, because, like, I slept so much. I was up at, like, 1.30 this morning. Mm -hmm. And I knew I felt it lifting. And that's good. Back at it for a long day at work. It it does get better, and I think that that that's the other that's the other piece that you don't understand until you go through it. It does get better. It's not always going to be this way, but when it is this way, you just need to do what you need to do to get through it. And I think some of us, like especially your loved ones, we're just kind of like we got to hold on with you in the way that in you in the way that you need it because it's not about us; it's about you. So I'm just like, oh, I miss my little freckled friend. I but, freckles me. On my arms, I guess, yeah. On your face. The sun and I aren't friends. You have freckles. You don't think you have freckles? I guess a little bit, yeah. On your, I, on your face, too. I have to I have to show you pictures for, of me of a little boy. I everybody always was like, Oh, look at the freckles. <laughs> They're so cute. Maybe because it was it was a lot more when People I was. People are kid. getting freckles tattooed on their faces nowadays, so be grateful. Speaking of popular things, <laughs> um so we're in the same line with with some Taylor Swift things. I'll reiterate mine. When Scooter Braun 
uh, bought her masters a bunch of years ago and she went sideways. The conspiracy theorist in me thinks that they may have been in cahoots. For publicity? Kind of. Uh, they're both incredible business people. Mm. And and Taylor has become much savvier at business and Easter eggs thanks to her Game of Thrones inspiration in the last part of the decade. Sure. So I could totally see them in a back room going, I'm going to do this. Um, you're going to get upset about it because she has always played the victim. She, she is always being victimized. She is. Um, whether she put herself in those positions, that's another debate. But the fact that I just put it out there and I could see that them in cahoots, she gets to complain about it. All well knowing, like in a couple of years, she's just going to, she just don't, doesn't own like the data of the songs, like the, the recordings. They're still all her stuff. So she can just re-record them in a couple of years, play the victim, have new versions of them, better versions since that stuff is like over a decade old now. Mm -hmm. Um, She can give people the long version, which I know you want to get into. So that's my little conspiracy theory. I would not believe that she is the, the sweet, innocent damsel many people believe her to be. And I'll say... You immediate what you brought up to me immediately made me think of what she tweeted several years ago, and I, the person probably deserved it, but she said, "Drag them." She did. Oh, see, I didn't know that. And I, yeah, that with the chairs in here, you might want to bring your own chair. Made my uh, yeah. <laughs> my titas bounce. Um, I'm pretty sure, and I'll, I have to go back and find it. She might have scrubbed it. She said, "Drag them." She might have been the person to start the the dragging. It, the internet or Twitter phrase of drag them and she sicked her fan base on somebody and and they might have been completely deserving mm. but two things one I hate that because that evokes lynching and the mo- if not all the people getting lynched were black people in the south <laughs> like tied to the back I think this happened not long, like within the last within recent times some poor man was tied to the back of a truck and dragged till he was dead mm. um I hate that, but you talked about her irresponsibility with mm. her 10-minute um, destruction of Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if, well, yes, but I think just the pattern that she has of that, I think she has a responsibility here. And so, like, and I know that this could be, this may be an unpopular opinion because she is making music about her own experiences, especially if she's been hurt by multiple partners by multiple men I don't think she's a victim and a damsel and I think that that's I think she's getting into new territory by claim taking and claiming her own story and doing with it what she will despite what other people think I just think she has a response like this is her story she does have the right to express it she's a musician she's a songwriter that's what she does but she has a base that can bully somebody to pieces mm-hmm. and she has a responsibility there in my opinion like she is creating this music about these past relationships that she's had that her fan base is like picking apart making assumptions on who that is it's and then definitely Jake going Gyllenhaal. after them but it, then it was John Mayer and before John Mayer and Jake Gyllenhaal I mean it, it's many Harry people Styles. Harry Styles well, and, like and this is why you say she's not a victim I don't think she is I, and I and she's probably like she might be a victim of her own bad choices mm. like this was a pattern with her like John Mayer really like, <laughs> 
like, you know. You made some bad choices, and it is her prerogative, but mm-hmm. you're, you're right about the responsibility. Like, it's going to be different when Adele's divorce album hits on, on Friday. We already saw some of the songs on Sunday. Like, she can do that stuff tactfully, and the fan base isn't going to go after. Like, I don't know if Jake Gyllenhaal is dead right now. But but, <laughs> but Adele is also publicly speaks about how her husband saved her life. So mm-hmm. she publicly like praises her husband and just kind of in the way that she does it where Taylor Swift is more like you know you hurt me forget you I'm putting this out there and like be done with it and and like I thought about that because I know she did an interview I can't even tell you with who Jimmy Kimmel maybe and he's like do you feel bad like do you are you concerned with any of these men and she laughed and I understand there's a misogynistic argument to this I don't think that that's what I'm arguing I'd like to think that I'm not misogynistic in any way or have those ideas but at the same time I mean let's not be dumb she does have a response she she knows her base she knows what they have the capacity to do like you know that these people will no doubt get bullied so then I saw another you know, John Mayer had done something really funny and responded to one of the death threats that he got. So he, he like screenshot it and responded to it and said, Hey, you know, just out of curiosity, I'm not upset with you, but do you really wish that I would die? Do you really wish that I would die? And the person was like, Oh my God, sorry. I didn't think you would see this. I'm so sorry. No, I don't wish that you would die. And he's like, Hey, not a problem. That's, you know, that's really helpful to know. I was just curious if that's what you really think. And it, can you imagine how many death threats he gets? Not just because of Taylor Swift, but just, but really, like you have a responsibility. Like if Beyonce, I'm sure Jay Z got a ton of death threats, and you know what I mean. But an entire album was not dedicated to like bashing Jay Z and whoever else she dated. Like it's just. I think she, Beyonce is irresponsible for not shutting some of her people down when she's had opportunities. Taylor Swift is certainly guilty of not shutting down the mobs so that that type of stuff doesn't happen. It's like she, like, that. that's why it's very, it is manipulative, it Mm -hmm. is shrewd, it is Machiavellian, and it's problematic. So that's why you you opened my eyes to all this and it took me back to to the drag them stuff. It's like she, I can't think of a better analogy. She doesn't fire a gun, but she loads it and leaves the room. And she le- loads and, it and, and leaves the room. And leaves it in the hands of a mob. And and again, I don't know. I can't read through her lyrics. I don't know if anybody... There, there doesn't appear to have been any kind of violence or... It doesn't sound like, like it, no. Like, nothing that... Just may- some heartbreak. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is pretty normal for anybody in relationships mm-hmm. that she kept doing over and over mm-hmm. and over again, which is fine, Um the Jake Gyllenhaal thing was a big age difference, mm-hmm. so you, people could have pointed that out as a red flag. You knew what you were getting into with John Mayer, and and you kind of have to look at yourself. And I don't know if she's written the song or said, "I made mistakes. I made bad choices." Like bald face, say, "I made bad choices with men." Instead of loading the gun of lyrics and just walking away from it, because she is culpable of the decisions of who she has chosen, and now written these songs about and she's now I don't know when she did this 10 minute version of All Too Well she did on SNL well yeah I know that it was terrible and <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a hater it was bad I don't know how somebody <laughs> could remember 10 minutes worth of lyrics I mean, it was basically like a monologue uh, I don't know when she did that but obviously she was provoked by her rabid fans from the time that first came out years ago to now to redo that well, she has certainly matured. She's, what, 31? Going to be 32 now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you've reached the point in your life with what you know, with your business savvy and whatnot, personally, professionally, you could let that go. In fact, it's time to be, the, I, I would say that it's time to be the bigger person and revenge is always a dish best served cold for the maximum effort in it. Or you could just not serve it at all and walk mm-hmm. away and take the high road. Do mm-hmm. the Michelle Obama. Like, mm-hmm. let it alone. Like, he, he, Jake Gyllenhaal messed you up 13 years ago. Like, let's move on. And just, just for context, like, I thought Big Sean was shitty for making that song about Naya Rivera. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that that was terrible also. I just, I'm not a fan of it. And I think she's made her brand this way. So it's just to yes. be expected at this point. But I think that she, again, I keep saying this. I think that there's, a, I, I'm curious what she thinks about this. Like, do you not think you have any responsibility for the decisions uh, for the action, the consequences of your actions when, you know, you are releasing these songs about men in your life and your fans are like attacking them and wishing death on them and causing probably some emotional distress. That's just not necessary. I mean, they were part of that, too. And, and so I, I just I don't know, like it was six or seven years ago. God, time has really flown. Do you remember her Calvin Harris thing? Yes. Calvin Harris is handsome. So. Okay, I'll rewind back to the dudes we were previously talking about and then fast forward to him. Um, One might even think that she jumped into those relationships knowing that there would be some turmoil and she's going to get some hits out of them. I think so. I I mean, I I try not to make that prediction. Continue, but I agree. Let me fast forward ahead um, to Calvin Harris, whenever that was, 2015 or Mm. something. So I know some people that know him and think very highly of him. And and I didn't talk to the Is people that know him. Now I don't know. I, like, <laughs> he, like, I think he realized the mistake and yeah. he realized it real fast. Went the other way. Yes. Like it was around the same time when Selena Gomez was and Bieber. It, in and out of Bieber. And then there was Tom Hiddleston, too. Wasn't it around who, the same time as him? We, who? Didn't didn't Taylor Swift date Loki? Yes. And there was that July 4th party she always had, and that was the end of that. Because somebody, somebody smart got in his ear, and he's like, and Calvin Harris, too, you don't want songs about you. Yeah. And that's exactly right. I forgot about that. That was quick. And there was that her famous July 4th party with her, her Swifties and her best friends. And somebody's like, dude, you are going to be like this mega actor. You don't want some song and millions of people, literally like millions of crazies on the internet dragging you down. And Calvin Harris, I think, was ready to ride that a little bit because he probably liked her. He's like, I've been with famous people before. I've been down this road. I'm not some newbie. I'll watch myself. Mm. And then I think things got a little rocky. And I remember I was at the gym. It was like 11 o'clock in the middle of the week one morning. (laughs) And I saw something trending. And I was like, oh, man, shit's about to pop off. And I got this. And I think how this went down was something was happening. She was beginning to write something. And he's like, oh, no, this is not how that's going to happen. Really? And he took control of the situation and did not let her play the victim. And however that played out. There was no ensuing songs that became mega hits because he shut that shit down and he was not going to let that happen to him. I just I'm in a rock and a hard place with this because I do agree that it's her life. It's her story and she has a right to tell it. But I think that it's not that simple when you are Taylor Swift, when you have the Swifties or whatever the hell they're called. And when other people's lives are 
also involved in this and there was nothing that we know of egregious done to you. You know, you went through a, you just had normal ups and downs of relationships. I wouldn't like, I would maybe go as far as saying maybe there was some emotional manipulation there, especially with Jake Gyllenhaal, if they were like different, if there was a difference in age. But again, like if there was if it was just experiences of you and relationships and you're making songs about them, you're Taylor Swift. Like you're not. And you're embellishing perhaps making these people out to be worse than they are. I hope maybe they all give her permission. Like maybe there's, and I, I will also take that. There's not a whole lot that we know about it. And again, I, I like, I'm in a rock and a hard place. Cause I do agree that she has a right to share her story, but there was something about her condescending laugh on that late night show where she's like, I don't give a shit. Like that was her laugh. Like, I don't care. And 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 I'm like, Whoa, girl, you can't, you can't strike a blow at the gender for what happens to everybody, men and women, anybody that dates, there's going to be some heartbreak and some upset. And if nobody did you truly dirty, dirty abusive or anything like that, and it doesn't sound like there was, like, you just got to move on. Like, when is she going to let this go? I feel like there's, and maybe it's just because she has a longer track record, but I don't think that there's other artists that have made a reputation of themselves in this way. I think Selena made some songs where she took back, like, ownership of her life and her womanhood and her sexuality after Justin Bieber, but it wasn't in a, like, diss kind of way, if that makes any sense. Like, it didn't seem like it, at least. It wasn't anything that was memorable. Hers was problematic because, like, Whenever they broke up, we all knew that they were getting back together. <laughs> and then it's like when she dated The Weeknd, that was like his first big album. And we're like, girl, look what you're leaving. You, you're complaining about like his, I guess his party boy ways. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to The Weeknd. Do you listen to the lyrics, girl? <laughs> I think with Taylor, it, 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 again, like there's so much to speculate here. And that's why it makes for a fun discussion. She might have been setting these people up. Or, I, I don't know, but it, it makes for interesting discussion. Yeah, I guess so. But it's she just... is, ca- at this age, she is very calculated. She is. She and, and that's why I feel like she's not a victim anymore. She's not a damsel. She's a businesswoman taking hold of her story and, and her brand, and she's going with it, and she's going to make a you know a life for herself out like this. And that's, that's great. But I just... I, uh... You know, I can't, I'm not going to say it on like, the podcast, but she, she broke numerous Spotify records over the weekend. That's not surprising, but Spotify doesn't always, isn't always kindest to pop artists, but Taylor is her, is in her own universe. And that doesn't happen without what Scooter Braun did, mm-hmm. which was a business decision. And this was only, this was no more than three years ago. And she knew the business well enough. If I knew that this was likely to happen, she definitely knew. That's why I don't think it's crazy to think that she might have been in on it. Everybody wins. Do you think she knew? Yeah. Like, in the same way that, and forgive me for not knowing, like, every piece of Taylor Swift thing. I don't either. But remember, I, I the, the jig was up when Kim and Kanye outed her oh what was that like, oh yeah she's like oh yeah you can totally rap about that but when the when the, the when track came, did when the track came out it was like oh my god poor taylor yeah yeah i do think though that she was i mean i i am happy for her for taking back her songs and recreating them and taking ownership of them because i think that there's a certain especially when you're young and impressionable and you're taken advantage of and you don't know what you're doing until years later 
So I think that that's what's happening. And it sounds like Scooter Braun was a part of that, you know? Well, she signed these deals so long ago. And that that was the the upshot that so many people are missing from a business perspective. Like, you sign these deals, they're arcane, they're 300-paid contracts, and then you get clipped by one sentence. But I'm still not going to disbelieve that her and Scooter did this together. Because, mm. again, they both win. He makes a ton of money. She gets to do this now. Makes so much more money. Like, And her previous couple of albums, the one that Floyd liked a lot with like Ready For It and whatever else. I don't were, know any of these were, songs. We're not... <laughs> It like <laughs> we're not great, and along came Billie Eilish, and along came these other younger artists, and it was pushing her to the back end of her career. So <sighs> I, that's true. It's within it's within plausible deniability. That is true. I don't know though. I don't think he's going to make money off of this. I think that her base and people. Did. But I don't think he's going to make any more. I think, right. I, I think you know, it. I, I mean, I think it's going to sh- slowly kind of trickle out because Ashanti is doing the same thing. I mean, not that everybody knows who Ashanti is, but Ashanti and Irv Gotti, Gotti and he was uh, furious and like tweeted about it. And, you know, he's like, I didn't do it. it I don't think it was a Scooter Braun, Taylor Swift kind of situation. I think they, you know, she's just like, hey, I'm going to take ownership of my stuff because that's a smart business decision. And he's the one getting screwed out of it. But that's fine. But, but it's, but, he, you know, he, business is business. He already made money and will continue, I think, when the old versions play. That's why she remade this so people don't spend time with the old projects. Correct. So I think the goal is so that the old versions don't play anymore. Right. You know. But, since then, he made some money. She gets yeah. to do this. Everybody wins. Some oh, food for thought with Taylor Swift. And the saga continues. Um, I'm going to pause us okay. and uh, do some other stuff. Yeah. All right, ready for part two? <laughs> Maybe. As uh, my hand hurts from... They hate my handwriting here. No, <laughs> I've seen it. It's not great. It's you know? not. It's not. And if you ask if I write with the wrong hand, I won't... I won't get upset. <laughs> now that we're done bashing T-Swift. <laughs> um, did you read that Billboard article? I read most of it, yes. I'm a, a little surprised. Me, so uh, the lo- there was an art- a very long <laughs> article in the Blade on Sunday talking about how something's going to go through city council and they might rewrite the Billboard codes for the city. Once it's all hashed out, it, it might not affect the ones that are already up. It will just affect things moving forward. And some of the argument is that, it's funny, there was, they even referred to a study in Philadelphia, but it seems very chicken or the egg. They said that places with billboards have lower property property values. Hmm. I don't know if I believe that. It I could, do. It could be like a chicken and the egg kind of thing. Hmm. Um, it talked about billboards prevent people from seeing landscaping and aesthetics of the city um and the person from lamar and lamar owns like half of the several hundred billboards in the area that's the lamar that you see at the bottom of the billboards i've worked with them yep much to that to their ceo's uh question uh they'd be in serious trouble i think Mm -hmm. i don't know how this would affect things that much more moving forward but this is certainly an attack on um, a model of advertising that still works quite well as opposed to um like the traditional media this well radio tv newspapers um billboards have been able to withstand this to me the argument is somewhat flimsy because to be quite 
honest. Uh, and nothing is going ahead with this right now, and I'll share the article out, and I think I put it someplace. It's on my, it's on the show Facebook page if you want to read it. Until I read this, I've never once thought, wow, those are eyesores. <laughs> really? I've never. I have. I've never oh. once... I've never once thought that. I'll be more aware now. Now, for every Misney billboard or some other crazy stuff about Jesus descending back on the planet, <laughs> I mean, especially, I, I got to think that as places have struggled to hire people, billboards have been immensely helpful. So I have never found billboards problematic or pieces of blight, but I'll be more aware of them now. I did not understand this at all. I don't know who is getting together. I do know who's getting together in the room to discuss this, but I don't know if it... I agree that billboards are in neighborhoods with lower property values because it's cheaper for companies like Lamar to set a billboard on those plots of land. Like I think that that's part of the reason why they do it. And also, it's important to have billboards in diverse neighborhoods because you were advertising different things. Like Specifically, we advertise some mental health things in some of those lower-income neighborhoods because statistically lower-income people have larger challenges with mental health. So you put the billboards specifically in those neighborhoods. That's very helpful. Correct. And Go Sorry. ahead. No, go ahead. I forgot to, to mention, although I did do it in passing, um, the Blade writing this article, arguably, like, it's a hit job to Lamar, because <laughs> if Lamar goes away, I showed it to Dana today. Like, if, if billboards go away, radio becomes more important to advertise with. That's true. Uh, uh, news media, the Blade becomes more important to advertise with, and... To, this is why I want to do, and I obviously want your opinion for so many things, but you brought up a great point. There's perspectives in that article that go, well, people don't need billboards. They have their phones. Oh, yeah? Mm. Like the people in those neighborhoods you just mentioned? Not always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, it, like, I just, I don't know if people are looking at the billboard and they're like, oh, that's too high. I can't see the trees. Mm. You know what I mean? But I do think that there's there's something to say about some of the billboards that are going unattended. So, you know, the billboards you see that like the advertisement is ripped off because there hasn't been a new some billboards sit vacant for some time. And so what happens is instead of them taking down the old advertisement, they just leave it there until it like gets ripped to shreds by like weather, you know, weathering and whatnot, if that's even a real word. And and then it looks ugly. Then it looks terrible. And that's normally in low-income neighborhoods. I think maybe requiring organizations like Lamar to maintain their billboards, even when there isn't a company actively advertising on them, is appropriate. Like maybe you put, you, they have something that they can put up so it still looks nice. Advertise I, here. I would also, yeah, m- maybe, or like, I don't know, make it something cute. Like something that says Santa's coming. You know, something that like meets the, that is specific to the time of year. But um, I will say the bill, the digital billboards, I'm not a huge fan of. I never wanted to advertise for those because you would have to be there at that split second to see my ad mm-hmm. rather than the ones that are not digital where it's there for three months, four months permanently. The digital ones are also so damn bright that I feel like when I'm driving at night and there's a digital ad, I'm just like, I might crash because this is so bright and harsh on my eyes. I can't see. So I don't love the digital ones, but I, I think they're necessary now sometimes i do agree that there may be too many like i'm thinking of the billboards in like the mall area like talmadge monroe street there's a ton and it's a little obnoxious um so maybe regulating the billboards we do have how many but just 
making comments I, I don't know like because it 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 would deter people from wanting to bring businesses to the area because it, there's a billboard behind their building I think that's I just it, I don't really agree with it it's pretty far-fetched it is yeah and I know what you're saying about the mall like we all mm-hmm. can close our eyes and see Dr. Frankel's sign usually, <laughs> like that 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 I think is the highest trafficked area in the in the area so there will always be an immense amount of billboards because it's great advertising. People are sitting at lights there. And if there's one place where we can bludgeon you with advertising, like it's a minor league baseball wall, uh, do it there because nobody's missing any aesthetic. There's no greenery. There's nothing. It's just, it's consumerism. Yeah. Um, but you bring up a good point. Like, let's not want, let the ones in neighborhoods become part of the blighted neighborhoods. But I, I had never thought, like wow, there are too many billboards because I think they're more helpful than not. And mm-hmm. for, for them, if anything, we can find a happy medium if we have to go down that route. And it, like, I don't, are they, do they mean like on highways, on, did I give anything away? No, uh, are we talking highways? Are we talking on Reynolds? Because there's a reason billboards, billboards are where they are mm-hmm. and people pay, as you know, better value for more highly trafficked areas and like i didn't i was hit or miss give or take on billboards didn't have a a real strong opinion one way or another until toledo's top bachelor (laughs) okay so i also think okay I did have opinions on this. My second opinion is that I think that it should be regulated. I don't know if I want to see a billboard wishing somebody a happy birthday. I don't want to see Heavenly that. Happy birthday. I don't want not nah, that's I feel like that sounds mean, so I'm not going to say that. I've seen some where it's just happy birthday, not necessarily heavenly birthday, but happy birthday and then I have to see it for 60 days somewhere on the trail, somewhere by the zoo. I'm not sure if I want to see that, nor do I think I would want that as a gift. Like, you know. You don't have to look at it i guess so but i maybe also regulating what we allow on billboards but i guess you know in a way that's not violating free speech but it's like what are we you maybe know? they paid for all that and they oh they did and i'm sure these companies need the money yeah nobody's gonna it, it's a thorny area that's why above all i was like billboards are an issue and then i read that i was like ah oh, this is this is this is really light punching and this is a real stretch. Now, I'll be more aware of things, but I don't know. I, I just find them like they're part of city culture. And I want to see where I can get Jesus and porn in the middle of nowhere on the turnpike. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know. I Like, I agree with some of the things that they've said, but I think it's a bit of a stretch. And I don't I don't really think it's it's necessary like let's start off slow let's require lamar and some of these other companies to start updating their billboards to require like better standards but you know what i mean like let's start slow. keep it clean if we're keep gonna ask, it clean if we're gonna ask neighborhoods and citizens to keep their neighborhoods clean we're gonna ask you businesses to do the same because they don't i mean they absolutely don't keep up the the advertisements and the billboards in the poor neighborhoods like they do on the neighborhoods like you know talmage and secor or ottawa hills like they just don't 
Um, and that's a fact. Like anybody that drives through those neighborhoods can probably tell you what I'm talking about. You know, can agree to that. But and then and then at the same time, they do work because I can tell you verbatim Zeph Center's suicide billboard because it's so smart. It's like they spell out suicide, they take out the U, and it says something like "You would be missed." And I'm just like, that's exactly uh, in the Reddit thread that this was being discussed on. That's the everybody's pointing it's out. Fantastic. Like, the, the Misney ones and all the other nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen anybody reply or give me any likes, but I I, I think it's the algorithm. Do do, do you want to <laughs> the, the billboard algorithm? Do you want to like? Do you want to polish things up? Fine. Do you want to get rid of these things? That would be a bad idea because yeah. they they work. And like, whether it's good, bad. Thankfully, there's no bad. Like there's no hey, join QAnon here. I mean, mm-hmm. they they're going to good places, and I. You may or may not know, but when they have a unsold inventory, they often offer it to nonprofits. Know. Well, they didn't offer it to me when I needed it, but I do know that because um, we tried. Right. But um, yeah, it's just I don't I don't know. I think they do more good than than harm, and I think maybe requiring them to uh, update them, beautify them in some ways, and not in a way that like okay, you need to take yours down like 20 feet because it's too high or you need to bring yours up 20 feet because it's too low and it's interfering with the trees. That's kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing. Um, I'm surprised uh, you didn't even ask me about this. Uh-oh. The 19-year-old that got shot? In Toledo? Yep. Yep. You didn't see this? <sighs> no. That was in my backyard. Really? Yep. That Canyon Cove place when you leave my complex to go out to Holland, Sylvania. Now- there's hundreds of units, but I'm pretty sure when I looked it up, like it's a three minute walk from where I live. Mm. So I think it's closer more than it is farther. That's um, rough. Much like the two women from a couple weeks ago, they didn't find who did this. But um, now, so we've broken our record now, huh? It's 61. I think we were at 60 in 2020. So um, I don't, I don't know if it's coincidence or because I know that the city had planned to do this. Or after this happened the other night, when I went outside this morning around the middle of the night, I was like, I was rubbing my eyes like, is it, is it three in the afternoon? <laughs> they replaced all the street lights, and it was like staring into a star. Every single one had like a bazillion watts. Now again, I don't know if that was because of what happened the other night. Or it was just our time, but all the streetlights, it looks like the 4th of July now. So I am. I need to tap into my like astronomy friend, Jillian, and find out if that's... I learned that that's not good. Like So streetlights should now be facing down. So they face down so that the light reflects down, not up, because there's too much light pollution. So the, the higher the wattage of the streetlights, the more light pollution, um, which isn't great for space. So... That sucks that it's blinding you at three five in the morning. The fact the kid got killed. They haven't found the person yeah. that did it. Yeah. And And he was a kid, huh? Nineteen. Nineteen. Ugh. And a poor family. I'm uh I don't know if I should be unsettled that I'm not bothered by it and I just kinda shrug my shoulder. Not that there was a loss of life. Mm-hmm. More so the fact like this wasn't like mm-hmm. there could be we've we've in maintained, your backyard. Yeah, we've maintained it all along like this stuff is contained to certain areas and neighborhoods. And for the most part, it is, although stray bullets have been flying because so many have been fired off over the last how many ever months. But even that doesn't concern me because if it has to be a really, really stray bullet, it it could happen. 
But even as this tragedy happened within walking distance from where I could easily take the dogs any given day, I'm not concerned. I think it's because you have a thumb on, like, you know, we've talked about this all the time. There's people that will separate themselves with what's happening in our community, and it's still your community, and um, you're not any better or worse than individuals in these neighborhoods that live next in the homes where they are in harm's way every day just by stray bullets or by something going on in your backyard um it's not super common but it at the same time like it's just a part of life and I think you know there was a shooting that happened when I was at work one day in the middle of the day on central and there was somebody there that was like oh my god oh my god oh my god I can't work anymore I can't believe that happened and it's like you really should calm down you know what I mean like it's and I think this happened at night. It had to have happened at night, maybe the middle of the morning. I'm just not. I'm not going to be over there. Not that this is a chronic thing. Sure. Um, much like how, when it was nighttime and I lived downtown, I did not walk past the farmers market. Um, <laughs> well, it's dark back there. Exactly. I mean, I, even I, even my like radar would go off. Yeah. So I mean, there are people who think that crime and danger is everywhere and it is everywhere in certain spots sure but i think we all learn when we're kids i don't care what kind of background you come from if it's a poor background or a rich background all our parents tell us like stay away from certain spots right and you also come from philly so like i'm sure you've seen a thing or two i went to temple university every day which (laughs) which was in north philly was North Philly and Camden, which Camden is all gentrified now and nice, but North Philly is... Uh, East Cleveland? I don't know East Cleveland. You know Gary, Indiana? You're familiar with Gary, Indiana? Yes. It's it, it had, Gary. It had traits of Gary, Indiana. Gotcha. And I mean, it was just like I grew up like that. My dad wasn't worried. Like He knew he taught me. And the people talked to me, and I parked mm-hmm. way away from the school to get free parking. And my dad's like, don't talk to anybody, don't give anybody money, mm-hmm. tread down, walk to class. Yeah, I think that, I mean, and I think that's just your general attitude. You're like, you know, something happened in my backyard that's really unfortunate, but I don't think that my safety is in jeopardy. And, you know, it's not unlike things that are going on in the rest of our city. And it's just something unfortunate. And I'll continue to talk about it. And, and that's it. Like, I, and I think that that's important because there's some people, oh, my God, we have to get out of here. Mm. Let's organize. Our children are at risk. And it's like, mm. Are they, though? Maybe you're the children of the ones shooting people. <laughs> I did see uh, a brief final note. Uh, I forget what it was, whether it was this or in another story. Uh, uh, Juwan Armour is dealing with some challenges, some staffing challenges. Is he? Just one person had corona the whole time and couldn't be a part of things. Another person, the hours were too much, but I think they're looking for people in the... They're looking for two specific neighborhoods. One is north, and then there's another one. And you know what? I so badly want to do it, but I'm not the person. I'm not either. I'm not either. And I think that it's really important that he, and I'm sure he's, and why haven't we had him on the podcast yet, by the way? I'm sure he has an idea of who he's looking for for these roles, and he needs. it's important that he sticks to that. Because like, while we have opinions and we have input and we've grown up, close to neighborhoods and have spent time in neighborhoods we have not lived those neighborhoods we don't identify in the same way that the people who live there do and it's really important that he sticks to his guns on that but if the american no pun intended if the 
The really? American Rescue no Plan wants to give me 500 bucks to write that check for you. You not shoot that person. Uh, <laughs> I had the idea here first. <laughs> I think we can make our mark in the way that we are continuing to talk about it. And hopefully we can have them on the podcast to have a really great conversation about it. But, it, you know, yeah, it's time that they get some good people in there that can really make a difference. Well, like we talked about, he might not be able to talk about stuff. Yeah. I think that was it. Did I miss anything Anything else happen over the last couple of days? You have to watch the Spider-Man trailer. I shall. Josh, did you watch the Spider-Man trailer? No, I did not. You didn't? When did it come out? Yeah, last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's no. why. So yeah. you, you, you do or don't know whether or not Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in the movie, which they both keep denying. Andrew Garfield yesterday, I think on Ellen or on some big show, was like, I love Spider-Man. I'm not in it. Okay, but why was he on a big show? For what reason? He has another movie, Tick, Tick, Something. Huh. Could he be on those shows because he is in it? I'm not believing anything anybody says. Because <laughs> it, it's all... It's all semantics and paying close attention. And I just read, Josh, did you know the guy, Josh, did you know the guy who voiced Arishim in Eternals is like a massively popular voiceover person? Like he has done a lot. David Kay? Yes. What has he done? What voices? Tons of Transformer stuff and what else? I don't remember, but I do know he was. You recognize the the voice? Yes. And they, they told him. Like, he couldn't say anything. They cut stuff at the last minute. Like, Andrew Garfield might be completely honest in saying, I have not shot anything to be in the movie. Or, and then come, I mean, that movie's still a month away. They could shoot stuff at the last minute or whatever and edit him in. That's true. That movie is not done yet. That's true. Or they're just held to a higher standard because Tom Holland can't hold water, even if it was in a bucket. Like you know, to or who? he spilled. Doesn't he? Isn't he known for spilling yes. the spilling oh, the tea? And then there's that. Yes. He can't hold water even if it was in a bucket. Like yes. he just can't. You know. So maybe they're held to a different standard. Maybe they really truly don't know because it has. To, this film has to be like that because he's such a child. Yeah, because for uh, Endgame, he was just kind of like standing there, didn't really know what was going on. Because they didn't tell him what was happening. Well, there, there's like some great reels on YouTube of like people going back and saying he spilled it here, 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 and here. Exactly. I mean, it's easy to see in retrospect, but I'm surprised more people didn't see that. But no, that's a good point. Um, all right. Good to have you in the studio. That was fun. Go watch the Spider-Man trailer. Both of you. You have homework to do. I have a meeting in an hour. <laughs>